0: Time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Whitney. All right, so we are back. So we had to take a week off. Yeah,
1: we had a little bit of a personal drama going on
0: Yeah, last for week both was, of uh, us. Yeah, Good. last week was... Halloween week was a it was a shitstorm. It was a bit of a shitstorm, yeah. That's the truth. So we just we couldn't make it happen last week to get together and record. And we
1: apologize to yep. all of you that uh, are avid listeners yep. uh, to it. But yep. yeah, personal life sometimes you know jumps in the way of things. Yep. And neither of us can afford a nanny or a caretaker right? to take care of the various things that <laughs> happened in her life.
0: Yeah, because I basically lived a house episode last week. <laughs> Turned out okay. I'm not going to get into specifics, but it was, it was harrowing for a couple uh, of days. It,
1: that it was. Oh, um, but
0: everything's fine.
1: And I dealt with a break-in. Yeah. But I ended up getting my stuff back. Yeah, that's pretty... So that's... That, that, so... that yeah, worked out. Alright. So, <laughs> my car gets broken into while I'm at work. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is crazy to me.
1: Well, yeah. Because I'm the nice one. Yeah. It's like, why are you going to fuck my shit up? I'm the nice one. Right. Yeah. And when I say I'm the nice one... Um, it's because I do deal with a lot of people who are dealing with uh, various um, drug addictions and um, homelessness yeah. status. Yeah.
0: People who are in really tough positions.
1: Right. And I'm the nice one. Right. Because right? I know how they get treated at various other places. Right. So, I'm out. I'm sweeping the parking lot. I'm like, oh, I gotta go take a shit. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah, I take my time. Mm -hmm. I read some stuff while I'm pooping. Yeah, getting paid to poop. And, yeah, you always poop on the clock. That's like rule number one. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And come back out, my window's busted out, and my backpack and my jacket are gone. This, like the backpack, I didn't care about. The jacket, I did. I've had this jacket for about 20 years. Yeah. It's kind of sentimental to me.
0: Yeah, you get attached to that sort of thing.
1: It's, it's beat up. It's been with me at, like, great concerts that I've attended or shows or whatever you want to say. You know, it was just, you know. it was The jacket was the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward three days and... Um one of the other, as I call them, travelers, right. uh, shows up with all my shit. Huh. And it's one that I don't think he had anything to do with the break-in. He's He's a good kid. He's just got his problems, right? Sure. But he shows back up. I got my backpack back. I got my jacket back, most important thing. So
0: did he show up, like, knowing that the stuff was yours and, like, to get it back to you? Well, no, I
1: had actually texted him when it
0: happened. Ah.
1: And what what ended up happening is he was at one of our various parks and went up to get a light from a guy and noticed that this dude had all my shit. And and so he asked him, he's like, oh, did you get that shit out of that car from, you know, my place of employment? The guy was like, yeah. And supposedly now we are dealing with, you know, addicts. And he said, he's like, that's Shane shit, motherfucker. Nice. And, And supposedly beat his ass while he took shit. One of the things I didn't know, I, I knew I didn't have much in there, mm-hmm. but um, one of the things was a belt that I didn't know I had in the bag. <laughs> I was like, well, yep, nope, that's definitely my belt, but sweet. Yeah. I didn't even know it was in there. All I was worried about was the jacket, right. to be honest. So, you know, that's how the week started off. And, you know, other than that, the week has been... You know, the last two weeks have been fairly uneventful, other than the fact that I still need to get a replacement window. It's like, hey, I'm glad I got my shit back, but I still got to pay, you know, $300 to get a window. So, it's not $300, it's, I'm I'm sorry, I got a little... (laughs) hyperbolic there it's like 239 dollars still <laughs> still you know with the mad money i make at work right yeah it's yeah it's kind of a fucking shitty thing so that's how my last two weeks went so how about your last two weeks Ugh,
0: ugh. last two weeks You know, the thing is, is that my last two weeks, like, really weren't eventful. There wasn't, like, a whole lot going on. Um, Like I said, I basically lived like a house episode (laughs) Uh, for, like, a week there. Like, it was totally, you know, on my end, the reason why we couldn't record last week. And I'm not going to get too much details with it, but uh, it was just a situation where my, my son had some medical things going on, and... There was about a week of them trying to figure out – because for some weird reason, like, m- myself and my family, like, there are, there are some medical issues that kind of through line through my family. But none of it's, like, common shit. <laughs> it's all just very sort of, like, docs have to, like, scratch their heads for about four or five days. And then they go, oh, okay. And, uh,
1: you're like, why can't the odds of me playing the lottery, um, match up with the odds of my family having something that may end up being named after us? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically. Mm. And so, and, 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 you know, and we get like certain conditions that, you know, are supposed to happen at certain points in your life. And then we get that shit super early. (laughs) (laughs) We're like just in different spots, you know? Um, and so yeah, so it, it was just a lot of, like, hurry up and wait. You know, it's just, like, sitting in ERs and, you know, doctor's offices and just waiting on results of different tests. And well, the doctor's coming in going, well, everything seems fine. I don't know what's going on. We're going to t- see what this other doctor says. And then the other doctor's like, all right, we're going to do those tests again. And, you know, and it was just it was just a long sort of –
1: well, and I know you and your Papa Bear mentality, so um, you know I know it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Rough there was a lot of yeah.
0: There was a lot of me getting very, very angry with doctors and 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 you know, and it, it was one of those things where it's like you know my son, he's ten years old, you know he doesn't know what's going on. All he knows is he's, he's like not feeling right, he's in pain or this and that, and so I'm trying to keep him calm, but meanwhile. I'm You're like fighting a, the urge to Hulk out <laughs> and start, you know, then
1: just punch the earth, yeah, and everybody in it,
0: yeah. Which basically just culminated in a lot of me like texting you, <laughs> like, like oh, I'm about to kill
1: somebody. You're like, okay, just be- <laughs> just don't kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, be cool for your boy, and then come over here later. And yeah, punch you something. come over here. You can punch me in the face. Don't- yeah don't punch anybody there. Cause that's a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was a lot of that,
1: but I, uh, at least he, he got to go out and we didn't think he was going to be able to, but at least he got to go out trick or treating. You know, yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had
0: a nice Halloween night. Uh, you know, my, my, my kid, your kids, uh, a, uh, That's right, intent? I
1: procreate at like rabbit proportions. <laughs> 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 and then I choose to marry a girl that also has her own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only re- I've only done it the one time. But uh and that was you know the only time in my life that I've ever you know <laughs> that you ever plan on doing it. <laughs> Uh, not necessarily planned, you're, but that's probably what's going to happen. You are eight.
1: You are eight years away from freedom. <laughs> we will. I will pitch in. We will get him luggage <laughs> for when he turns eight for his eighteenth
0: birthday. And be like, "There you go. Get out there and be somebody." And we'll slap him on the ass. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs>
0: but and I'm not too worried about it because the thing is, is that I basically use up my entire like, week's worth of personality for this show. <laughs> and then I just I just sort of go home, and I'm, like, by myself, like, the rest of the time, and I just watch things, and, I, like, I don't want to be around people, and uh, so I'm not too worried about it. I like my solitude. I like coming here and talking to you for a couple hours, and then, like, that's that's it for me. I'm like, okay. So once
1: once Social he's out stuff. of the house, I'm gonna have to go up to the mountains to some obscure cave.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're just
1: sense. gonna send me coordinates. Yeah, well, it's no, it's not actually, gonna be an actual address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got this. I've got this thing right now that I just I can't get over. Like, uh, all I want to do in my later years is I want to own a houseboat, and not like one of those, like where they literally build a house on basically a big raft, and it just sort of floats. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to buy like an old like tugboat or something, and then convert it into like a little like a, a houseboat or something. Something that I, I could can, literally I could, drive around.
1: I can literally tell you that tugboats are already converted for that, so yeah. you won't have to do conversions. You just have to buy a tugboat.
0: Yeah, nice. You know, if you just do some, you know, you know, fixing it up a little bit.
1: All right. Well, and you're then, gonna
0: have to move,
1: or you're gonna have to go to like. You know, get a permanent dock at like Coachy or <laughs> yeah, no, I'll uh, definitely, I'll
0: definitely be out of Albuquerque by that time, or but, Elephant Butte. But you're, you're absolutely right on the whole like coordinates thing, because that's my idea. Is it's like there's like you and like one other person other than my son that will know where I'm at <laughs> ever. And then like that's it. <laughs> and if I just stop liking a place, I just want to, you know, pull up anchor and just be like, fuck, I'm out. You're gonna other start than, justifying it.
1: Yeah. I'm seeing the world.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just be by myself on my boat. That's all I want. But like,
1: I don't be jealous. Look, see, you know, um, you know, the fiance and I want to do the whole tiny home thing. Oh yeah. Well, we want to own land to have like a home base. Yeah. And but we want the tiny home thing, you know, tiny home on a trailer type thing, so we can just. I'm fucking sick of this place. Yeah. Get in the truck or hitch up the fucking tiny
0: home. We're, we're going out. Totally. Yeah. That's like, that's my idea. But with a boat. And I was even talking with uh, the, the other person that will know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing about the fact that I also want to just own mm-hmm. like a, a scooter, like an old, like, you know, an old Vespa or oh. an old Lambretta mm-hmm. or something. And I keep it on the boat and I'll build a special ramp so that when I'm in a new, new place, if I need to go in for supplies into town or something. Every time I can do a sweet jump off my boat onto land, nice. You know, so that I can That's... keep my keep my spirits up, keep my uh, <laughs> <laughs> well feel good about myself. Like, oh, that was a sweet ass. Mm-hmm. Like nobody saw it but me. Mm-hmm. But but I did a sweet ass mm-hmm. jump, and that, now I'm driving into town tw- to go get some you know crackers and Vienna sausages. No, I want to do the same <laughs> thing. We, uh, <laughs> there's
1: gonna be one scooter and a dune buggy yeah. involved. A street legal dune buggy so I can go dune buggy it up to go get some, you know, so oh, yeah. I can feel like I'm in Mad Max and wear some goggles. Yeah,
0: totally. totally. And a I'd, scarf. I'd get one and I'd paint it up like the, uh, the Spider Man mobile from the 80s. Fuck Spider Man. I, I know you hate Spider Man. <laughs> I,
1: I don't hate, I just very, very <laughs> strongly dislike.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man. See, I'd be more into that just because, you know, with like the old man Logan uh, storyline where it's like all the mutants are dead. It's kind of post-apocalyptic or whatever. And then like Logan and I think it was Hawkeye, they find the old Spider-Mobile dune buggy and they start driving around uh, the country in it. And it's, it's pretty great. Foreshadowing <laughs> much? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't want to get into all that bummer, like uh, medical stuff. But all I'll say about it is that it's it's worked out. Everything's good now, and uh, you know, it, it it was it was real scary for a little bit, but it it all it all worked out. So there is that. But. Because of the fact that I spent a lot of time up, worried, <laughs> uh, nursing a small child while he slept, um, I just, you know, and it was like Halloween week, so I was like, well, I'm just going to watch a bunch of horror movies, and so I did, I watched quite a few, well, I don't know, three or four, and, um, man, I don't know why I'm a fan of horror movies, be honest with you. I guess I'm a fan of like old horror movies. Like I like horror movies <laughs> from the seventies and the eighties. Uh when they knew how to make horror.
1: There's one movie that there's one horror movie. I cannot remember the name of it. It came out roughly at the same time as Rosemary's Baby. Okay. So scared the living piss out of me. And all's I can remember, it was a woman that had no skin huh. and hair. Huh. Oh, and King of Beasts. Is that the name of it? The giant rat movie? The Flood? Giant Rats? Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I think that's King of Beasts. Oh, my God. Could be, yeah. Oh no. not I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, thanks. No, thank well, you. Well, and that's that's kind of my thing is that it's like, you know, back in like the 70s and the 80s when they were making horror movies. I mean, yeah, there was like slasher movies and, you know, kind of real goofy stuff. But there used to be like this attention to like mood and atmosphere mm-hmm. Um, that just, it hasn't carried over. Like this, the idea of tension is not... Prevalent today. It's more just like. Jump scare after jump scare after jump scare.
1: Not the Hitchcock build up.
0: Right. Right. And like you know. Not to. Which is not to say that like back then. They didn't have jump scares. They did. But they were. Like. Parceled out. Like. There weren't. There wasn't that many. Like there were. There was just enough for them to be effective. And then. But the horror you found in other things. Yeah. Um.
1: Well the mystery I've always thought that the, the best way to make a horror movie is to leave things a little open uh, open-ended yeah. to um, let the the viewer yeah like build it up oh, all. Yeah. oh my god
0: yeah well because like you know it, it, it's in like like creature movies or like monster movies back then like you never really got a good look at the creature. Like maybe at the end you might get a brief good look at them, just enough you know to make your butthole pucker. Yeah. But like these days is they'll they'll just they'll just show it, and it's always like CG or in a guy in a suit or something, and then like, that like totally ruins everything. Because like for the first second you're like, oh that's fucked up, and then you start seeing the seams, and you're like, mm, that sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like, there's this, uh, there's these reviewers that I, I really enjoy, and they were kind of talking about horror movies, and I think one of them hit the nail on the head where he said that like horror movies aren't horror movies anymore. He's like, I call them startle movies. Calls He's, them what? Startle movies. Oh, startle. He's movies. like, I don't get okay. scared. I get startled. Yeah. Because just there's just things popping up all the time, and it's like that's not being scared. That's just like for a minute you're like, Ugh. oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get startled for a second. That's
1: son. Okay.
0: That's. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm not a fan of being startled. I like being scared. I don't like being startled. And I'm like, you—that's—you articulated mm. something that I've been thinking for a long time. Um, I think the
1: last like scary movie or horror movie that I would give absolute, um, you know, props to is The Ring.
0: Oh, okay. American version? Original?
1: The the American version. okay. Because I always thought that if some other dimension entity was to come back and haunt people, that they would move the way the girl in the ring moved.
0: Okay. Sure. You
1: know? Because, you know, they're already transferring dimensional planes, so why would they move normally? Right. But, yeah.
0: That's sort of like late 90s, early 2000s, very sort of like yeah. jerky, kind of a... Yeah. Thing. They would the, just sort of like pull frames yeah. uh, to make it... Yeah. Oh, God. No. Yeah. That, that no, I pulled my too. feet up
1: when she crawled out of the TV when she yeah. was moving. Oh, no. I totally pulled my feet up off the floor. I was like, oh, Jesus, God, <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to, to
0: to Ricky Bobby mode. Yeah. Help me, help me, Lord Jesus! Yeah. Oh, they just don't seem to really do that sort of thing anymore. It's just something pops out for a second, and then you go, "Oh, that was
1: oh. okay. Th-
0: that was weird." And then you just wait for the next one. Yeah, but uh, so I saw. Let's see. So the first thing I watched was The Babysitter. On Netflix, which is not to be confused with the babysitter that came out in the 90s with uh, Batgirl. I can't think of her name right now.
1: Batgirl? <laughs> the one that was oh, in all the Aerosmith uh, Re- videos. Rebecca Remain? No. No. No, um... Clueless. Oh.
0: She was in the Clueless. I think she's the one that's, like, she's... A oh, weird. yeah,
1: okay, okay, no, no, no. I was thinking of a different 90s movie. Um... But yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, think of her name. I think now she's all weird and crazy, and she like uh, feeds she's her like, like
1: vegan, and she does the bird feeding yeah. method with her kid. Yeah, yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah.
0: Every 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 boy from the '90s remembers her. Um. Yeah. So she made a movie called The Babysitter back then, but not not that one. There's a new one on Netflix called The Babysitter, and um, that was actually pretty great. It's, it it, it falls along in more of that uh, kind of almost, almost kid-centric horror movie style from, like, the 80s. You know, movies like The Monster Squad or... Like, the Goosebump sort Yeah, kind of like that, but, mm-hmm. like, kicked up a notch to where they're adult. Like, so it's bloody, it's gory. It sort of has this, like, Evil Dead 2 kind of feel to the violence and the gore, but then it also sort of feels like a Goosebumps or a Monster Squad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was actually really well put together, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it has kid actors in it, and they're actually really fucking good, which is surprising. Um, oh,
1: so they're actually good kid actors? Yeah. They don't act like, like how I act? <laughs> <laughs> You don't give yourself oh, enough credit. Oh, no. At
0: Look at that. <laughs> Goodness. That is terrible. <laughs> the main character, the main kid in this movie, the babysitter, he's real fucking good. I like him a lot. Um, and the main actress, she's pretty good. She was on like half an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, I think in the first season. Um, so we didn't really get to see enough of her. She's actually pretty, pretty good. Um, the whole thing. I really liked. And then it blew my mind when the end credits happened and it was like written and directed by McGee. I was like, What what weird parallel universe do I live in where I just watched a McGee movie and I really fucking enjoyed it. I'm telling you, supernatural, you have to watch it. It is f- Freaking
1: amazing! I've only seen the first
0: like I think two seasons. Of it. You got
1: to keep watching it because they start doing episodes where they make fun of themselves <laughs> and like their whole universe.
0: Yeah, people tell me I need to. There's one, one that McGee actually gets shot in because he shows up. <laughs> I, might, I might watch that. I'm not a fan of McGee, as you can tell. Um, but so at some, I mean, I haven't. I don't think I've seen a McGee movie in a long time. Um, so maybe in the intervening years, maybe 10 years since I've watched a McGee movie, mm. somehow he learned how to make movies. Right. I don't know what the well, fuck, but practice
1: makes perfect.
0: You got to make a couple I turns. Guess, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I'll recommend I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, but I, I recommend the babysitter on uh, Netflix. If you're, if you're into that sort of what I described. Um, but there's like this, I, I guess sort of a through line of what's going on. With a quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, horror is we're kind of moving back to this like 80s, like early 80s sort of thing about like kids jumping on bikes having adventures, which I'm really into.
1: Well, no, and I hope it, it inspires kids to actually do the things like
0: get on bikes and yeah. go do adventures. <laughs> yeah, have adventures <laughs> and shit. And, you know, and, and I'm actually. Uh, kind of surprised at how popular that sort of thing has become even with younger people like i understand like people our age because we grew up watching et and the goonies and you know those sort of things yes. um and, like stand by me and like that whole th- like so that's there's that nostalgia factor so i can understand people our age but like people who are younger people who are maybe born in the 90s or early 2000s like it's surprising to me that they're also, very much into it, and I think that speaks more to that those sort of movies, those sort of stories. I think are just more universal. Like people just like they well, I think they resonate if, with people. I think
1: if kids that were born in the late nineties or early two thousands, if they were to sit and watch these things, you know, um, you know, I don't like to be one of those people that are like, all, oh, the millennials. Yeah. Or whatever generation we're in now. And I go, oh, they don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. No. They are growing up in a very high tech yeah. age. Mm-hmm. And the fact that my 10 year old, you know, or, I'm sorry, my 8 year old can show me more things to do on a computer than I know how to freaking do right. is kind of freaking amazing. Yeah. But for sure. I do love the fact that I also cut them off from it from time to time and and I make them go outside and play. Sure. That's what my parents did to me. Yeah. Go outside and play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, and and like when I when I say, you know, like millennials or like and it's, I want people to understand that I'm not I'm not saying that with that usual sort of disdain, with, or, yeah, or, you know, conversation sort of venom sort of thing is that, I'm just saying like there, there is a generational gap as far as that mm-hmm. is concerned because like we're in that weird space.
1: We're in that weird bridge of Gen X and millennials. So yeah, we've had trying to kind of create, you we've, know, we've been around for all this great technology.
0: Yeah. Like we saw mm-hmm. the emergence of it. So we kind of got...
1: Fake wood paneling, Atari 2600.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So we kind of got the best of both worlds on Mm -hmm. that. And so it's just kind of a weird niche place. And I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the boomers. I don't have a problem with the millennials. It's just like, you know, but there is a difference in how we all sort of came up. Yeah. Um, I do the same thing with my son. I kick him outside. But it's also different in the fact that I don't make him stay outside for eight straight hours and I <laughs> yeah, don't exactly know where no. he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I would do that. Like my, my parents would just be like, oh, fuck out of the house. And then I was just gone. Yeah. You know, I was blocks away. I'd take a bus somewhere. Like they didn't know where I was when there was no cell phones. And it was just sort of hmm. like, you get your ass back in the house before the porch or before the street lights are out. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, you, you had to be home. Yeah. By the time the streetlights came on, yeah, and if you weren't, yeah, some other person in the neighborhood would be kicking your butt to your house, like another
0: adult would <laughs> kick you in yeah. the butt. What are you doing? Uh, get, get home, home. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, My house it was more like if you weren't if you weren't home by the street by the time streetlights are on, you better be dead. <laughs> because if yeah. you come home afterwards, you're gonna be dead anyway. I was like, my dad used to tell me too, when I was in high
1: school, he used to tell me, he's like, if you're in jail, if you get arrested and you're in jail, don't call me at midnight or 2 a.m. He's like, you better wait till the morning to where I'm up, because if you interrupt my sleep, oh my God, it's going to be worse. He's like, I'll totally, I'll totally come bail you out. Just don't interrupt my sleep. Yeah, I'll do it at my convenience. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, luckily, I was never arrested because, you know, I can sprint. <laughs> and could get away right. from the arresting officers. And I never had to make that call. But it was made emphatically clear: <laughs> you're home by the time the street lights come on. Yep. And if you get arrested, do not call after ten until seven.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, yeah, and like even you know, like uh, I was thinking about you know last week of my situation, and I'm not saying one's better than the other; it's just very different. I noticed the difference, like when I was younger. Like I said, like uh, weird medical problems are prevalent in my family, so I've spent a lot of time myself in the hospital, uh, in my youth, and stuff like that, and there's definitely a difference, because my dad, uh, he would, you know, he'd come to the hospital, he'd hang out with me, and all this stuff, but then once about, like, nine ten o'clock rolled around, hours were over? he was just like, deuces, I'll see you tomorrow morning, <laughs> and he'd go home, yeah. you know, and I was actually kind of thinking to chuckling about it, because I had... There was, there was uh, a situation last week where I ended up spending the night in the hospital with my son, and we were, like, in an ER room, and, you know, uh, <laughs> they didn't have a lot of beds to go around, so I'm literally, like, they had, they had two, you know, chairs in the, uh, in the room. Uh-huh. And and then they had the the little the stool the little roly stool, and so I just sort of fashioned kind of a bed sort of thing where it was like the two chair my head's in one chair my legs or my feet are in the other chair and then my body is supported by the the, the stool the stool sort of thing, and like and I was kind of chuckling to myself because I was thinking about like my dad was just, he'd be home just just happy and nestled up in his bed. Meanwhile, I'm there all. They're like, "There's nurses.
1: Yeah, they got (laughs) an eye
0: on (laughs) you. They're trained professionals.
1: I know where you are. (laughs) I'm gonna go sleep in my bed. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna go watch me some Starsky and Hutch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm not to say that, like, I'm not saying that, like, my dad was a bad person or he, like, he didn't care about me because he absolutely did, and. but it's just very like a very different sort of... Well, it's
1: kind of like a progression thing, because like, probably like your grandfather, if your dad was in the hospital, he would just show up to the hospital, be able to walk through the hospital with a lit cigarette, <laughs> a, yeah. a lucky strike, non-filter all. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry I'm late. I just got uh, back from World War II. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's here in the hospital, is he? Okay, good. All right. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go watch Honeymooners. <laughs> yeah. It's a new so. episode. It's gonna be great. Jackie Gleason. It's the greatest <laughs> ever. Yeah, so it's
0: just, you know, these weird little generational differences. I, I, I think are interesting. Um,
1: but, so your dad, like, would stay there for, like, the duration of, like, visiting hours, maybe a little bit after, and then be like, oh... Out,
0: yeah, I'm out. I'll see you in the morning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you, however, you know, because we've progressed a little bit, and you know, fathers are a little bit more proactive nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> You're fashioning yourself a bed out of two <laughs> chairs and a, <laughs> and a rotating stool, yeah,
0: <laughs> and, yeah, to and, the point where I think it was like three in the morning. They had uh, there was like one of their little like lazy boy sort of chairs that they have on wheels. And they wheeled that in for me. They're like, this came, they woke me up and they're like, we got this for you now. And I was so tired that I couldn't even, I couldn't figure out like the <laughs> whole pulling the lever to pull the R, ar- you know, the, yeah, the foot the... part out. I just, I literally just like, like fetal positioned my way into it. And the, you know, with just enough force to make the, the back go down. And I just sort of nestled my way to that little spot. And my son, even in the morning, he was like, you know, you could just pull the lever and it put, <laughs> like, I know, shut up. You're like, shut up, you little shit. You
1: Dad's tired as fuck. <laughs> you don't know how much fucking worry I've been going through tonight. You yeah. <laughs> eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was, yeah. With a side of Jello, because that's what <laughs> you get at the hospital. You get Jello with every meal. I remember when I got hit by a car. I was in 5th grade and seriously like I couldn't I, I could barely, you know, move my jaw. Mm-hmm. So, one I have to give props to my uncle Tim cuz he brought me a hamburger nice. that they threw into a blender. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a burger shake. <laughs> but every meal the hospital served me was it it came with a side of jello yeah sometimes it was flavored
0: sometimes <laughs> it was
1: just clear jello it was just gelatin <laughs> you're like there you go you non moving your mouth bastard you suck on that flavorless bone gel All
0: right <laughs> oh yeah it's hospital well because you know like i said i have i have some health problems too so like uh you know i've had to be in the hospital as a kid and i've had to be in the hospital as an adult as well and you know because of some of the conditions that i have like i'm i when i'm at the hospital i'm on salt restriction i'm on sugar restriction on both so like my food comes and there's no flavor to any of it (coughs) because they have to give me very specific sort of things make sure there's no salt or no sugar in any of it (laughs) (laughs) like i'm surprised i have they haven't like oatmeal
1: yeah i'm surprised they haven't
0: just like given me like a a dry ramen raft that like hasn't (laughs) been cooked they haven't they've (laughs) taken away the flavor (laughs) packet packet. (laughs) like no you can't have that flavor packet (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and every once in a while they'd like mess up And so I'd get a little bit of pudding or something And I'd be like, oh, what, you, hell oh. yeah <laughs> you Dive into that
1: first before anybody realizes what happened <laughs> Like we sent him a whole plate of lettuce And pudding The pudding was
0: gone <laughs> Lettuce was half eaten. (laughs) Oh, he ate the pudding. Alright. Time to order up a whole bunch of other (laughs) things we gotta stick in his IV. (laughs) More blood draws. Yep. So yeah, so I got to experience that on the dad side. Um, But anyway, yeah, so that was a bit of a sidetrack. But yeah, so I was watching these movies. So the babysitter I recommended. The other thing I finally watched the remake of It. Mm. Um which Man, I'm really torn on this movie. Because I... I actually... I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, but I didn't enjoy it for the reasons I think everybody else did. Like, the horror elements were awful. Okay. But the movie had that sort of nostalgic... I mean, because it takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Or it's around the time when I was, like, yeah. that age. And... Um, or I think it's, early, I think it's early nineties because the kids, I think the kids are supposed to be born around like 80, 81, something like that. So it's early nineties. Well, um, oh, what is it? Every 27 years? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, because in the original book, like when they were kids, you know, cause the book came out, I think in 89, 88 or 89. And so he did 20, so it was like the late fifties when they were kids yeah. in mm-hmm. the book. And then, so it was like the late eighties. When they were adults. And then they made the movie in 1990. I think it was 1991. So the TV they, movie. The TV movie. Yeah. And
1: Scary as shit. I'm sorry. Tim Curry as Pennywise is fucking amazing. And if you do not pull your feet up off the floor, you are a stone cold motherfucker. What's
0: well, yeah. Well, I mean, considering our ages at the time when it came out, when it came out in 90 or 91 or whatever. Like, like watching it today... It does not hold up. Like, the movie is ridiculous. Um, There's nothing scary about it, watching it as an adult. Uh, But, I don't know, this movie kind of, it feels like it does sort of the same thing. Where, it's like all the stuff, all the periphery stuff for the the, the horror, Mm -hmm. like, outside of Pennywise, is really interesting and compelling. And I want to see that movie. I want to see just that movie, of just these kids, and they've got horrible home lives, but they're friends, and they take care of each other, and they jump on their bikes and have adventures, and I want to see that movie. And I felt like... Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. I felt like the horror stuff got in the way of the movie that I wanted to see. (laughs) Of like a coming of age type movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not to say that Pennywise was bad, like Bill Skarsgård did a really good job, I liked the look of him. I liked his performance for the most part, but just sort of the way they executed it, I was not a fan of. So, what
1: you're saying is that all the peripheries were great about this movie. Yeah, it was the horror part that kind of got I don't know cheesy. Um, just yeah, it was it was forced. cheesy,
0: cheesy forced. Sometimes part of it like just made no sense to me. Like the, the the real famous scene, the one they use in the like part of in the trailer is when Georgie at the beginning of the movie. It's also at the beginning of the book. He's the first like, sort of casualty to Pennywise, mm. and it's when he goes. He's floating the boat, and it goes down the sewer, and then so he's looking, uh, you know, in the in the grate or whatever. The Pennywise comes up, and it's like you want your boat, and uh,
1: didn't you float some paper boats one day during a rainstorm? I did.
0: I did, yeah. I was working at a, I was working at a diner. Are you, are you going to eat my face right now? <laughs> yeah. no. Are you Pennywise? No, I just oh, let my boat okay. go. It's just like, well, you got too far. I can't run that fast. See you later, boat. Um, but like, so like, but that in particular, and they don't show it in the trailer, really. But you just kind of get like, I felt, I got to a point where I was like, oh, okay. I kind of, I'm, I'm not upset about Georgie dying because he's a fucking idiot. Because there's that clown in a sewer who's talking to him. And I can kind of see at the beginning with him using his clown thing of like, hey, it's all good. You know, putting him at ease. Mm-hmm. But then he literally gets to this point where he's like, he's like, you want your boat? And he's like, yeah, I want my boat. And he's like, take it, take it, take the boat, you know? And I'm like, oh, why are you not running and screaming from him? Acting like this.
1: like well, it could be a regular homeless bum standing in the room like, oh, hey. Yeah. Do you he want gets... your shit? No. <laughs>
0: no. You can keep it. Yeah. But <laughs> he actually gets to the point where he's like, dig it. Dig it. Like, he gets sinister. And then Georgie's like, okay. And starts, you know, reaches for his boat. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> did I hope I've taught my kids better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of ridiculous or like uh there's there's a, a a scene where one of the kids he's getting his ass kicked uh but from the bullies and he like he looks across he's like at, at a uh like a, a stream and he looks across the stream and like pennywise is like sitting in the bushes and he's got blood on his face and he's like it's like he's eating an arm and then he sort of looks over at the kid and he takes the arm, and he waves it, and he's, like, smiling, and he's like, hey! And I just started laughing. Like, because <laughs> it looks so ridiculous. He's just in there all, hee hee hee. And there was nothing scary about it. It was kind of funny. And and that was my problem, is that, you know, because everybody was like, oh, scariest thing. And it's just not, not at any point. Like, even with, like, the because, I mean, it's a modern horror movie, so it has, like, quote-unquote, jump scares, which, you know, I hate. I know you hate them. But even those, like, I didn't care Not about Not because them. they
1: scare you, but what what did you say earlier? They startle I mean, you. Yeah.
0: Is, uh, um, if anybody watches uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube, they they really put it succinctly. They call them startle movies. And it's like, I don't like being startled. I like being scared. I like watching scary movies to be scared. But they'll, like, modern Horror, quote unquote, horror movies—they startle you, and it's just for like a second, like oh, yeah. oh, that was okay. Ah, yeah, and it's just like <laughs> like okay. that. Yeah, now it's over. <laughs> Whereas, like in the late seventies or the eighties, horror movies, like that shit would stick with you. Oh shit! You look at like Hitchcock and stuff,
1: and you know, yeah. like, he would just build it. Yeah, you know the way they film it to where there's like ominous shadows. Yeah, creepy music playing it.
0: Yeah, it's all about atmosphere and tension. But even with like with it, when they had the, the obligatory jump scares, which I don't like, I didn't even care about those because they were so telegraphed.
1: Oh, it was like, oh. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, here's what's getting
0: ready to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. And it made me think, I was telling you before the podcast, it, it made me think of There was an interview, I can't remember if it was like directors or producers, and I'm pretty sure it was for the Friday the 13th movie. It's kind of when they got later on into like four or five, six. And they were talking about it was just this thing I saw a long time ago. They were talking about how there was just sort of this formula that they would follow at a point where they were like, we need to have someone die every eight minutes. Like, if we go more than eight minutes without someone dying, like, people are going to lose interest. And I feel like maybe they were doing a similar thing with it but with the jump scares and Pennywise. And it's like, we haven't seen Pennywise in eight minutes. So have him just like pop up for a second.
1: Say an arm in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's
0: it. And the thing is, if you've read the book, which I don't even recommend because the book is way too long. It's Stephen King. So it's really weirdly pervy. And <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and he does that a lot in his books He's always got this weird, weird That he does, stuff. but
1: from what I understand, he doesn't even write them anymore. He just, like, stands in the middle of a bunch of writers and just starts probably, spouting off ideas. Probably,
0: from what I understand, all he does is he just stands around and, like, complains about being hit by a car 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs>
1: um, <coughs> but it's just like... And it's like, know, seriously, dude, you can totally... Ford featherlight lenses. You don't have to wear the Coke bottles <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anymore.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, in the book, is, like, you know, he was... Like, so the creature, it, Pennywise or whatever, never... Like, it's a shapeshifter. Hmm. So the it's clown... Alien, right? It's a dimensional being.
1: Oh, a dimensional being.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's from, like, kind of the dark dimension. The thing with Stephen King... Books, a lot of. He isn't he, very overt about it, but all of his books are pretty much connected. They're all in like the same sort of universe. So
1: it's kind of like a Tarantino movie. Kind of, yeah. yeah where Tarantino's universe is all interconnected at some point.
0: Yeah. So, like, the thing. So, you know, you think about, like, The Shining. So, like, The, the Shining is, like, the actual. They call it the Shine or the Shining, is in in Stephen King universes. That's basically you have like a latent sort of psychic ability.
1: Yeah, is having the Shine. You have the gift.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of that's something that is in a lot of his books, um, like The Dark Tower. Uh, you know, like, uh, and I'm going right now. I'm just going off of like the movie that just came out because it's been a long time since I read those books. Mm-hmm. But like the kid in that in those books in that movie he has the shining and that's part of the reason why he like he you know the um the man in black wants him
1: now is the um, so you know because you know i don't keep up on you know media and stuff but our movies but um the dark tower isn't that the same thing they did like in the 90s on a tv
0: series no with Molly Ringwald? No. No? I think you're thinking of The Dark Half. Okay. The Dark Half is another Stephen yeah. King novel, but that's about a writer.
1: It was like, it was a miniseries on yeah. like ABC or whatever. Yeah. It is like, Molly it's like, it's a writer
0: and he's got like two different personalities. Like I don't one. know. I it's Molly like that Ringwald Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's I, The Dark Half. It was with the, um, I forget the actor's name. But yeah, I think Molly Ringwald was in that one. Um, but like, like I said, they're all sort of connected, and uh, you know, like even like if you get, if you dive real deep into the lore, you'll find this sort of stuff. Like the uh, the caretaker at the Overlook Hotel, he's actually from Derry, Maine, which is where it takes place, oh. and he has The Shining.
1: I'm totally down with the whole like keeping a universe going yeah. type
0: thing. Well, yeah. But it's, like, his stuff His stuff gets real in-depth and kind of ridiculous. And as I said before, kind of pervy and weird.
1: <laughs> you know, because, like, the whole thing is... Not, not kind of like, pervy. Let's just okay, go He's, real pervy. Hey, you know, it he's gets, real pervy. It gets pervy.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so, like, there's this whole... And, I'm, and I doubt they'll even put it in the adult part, because there will be a part two, which is the when they're adults. Um, and in the book, the, you know, there's... You know, King goes into this whole thing about how, like, our our dimension was created by this, it's like this interdimensional turtle, which is sort of like the good, it's like God, basically, and it created our universe, and, but when it created our universe, which is sort of the good universe, the, like the dark universe was created, and that's where it is from, and somehow it managed to get into our universe uh, it's like a whole big complicated thing and, okay. and so the, but the interdimensional turtle helps them <laughs> defeat it in the book it like well, kind of gives them information it's like mm-hmm. and then it's like actually just like three like lights they're called the dead lights and that's its actual form and it's 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 a big complicated thing and but and so like the book itself is so large and long that even in the 90s when they did, I think it was, what, a six-hour miniseries? It was yeah. Like six, I think it was six hours, six or nine hours. Yeah, it was three or four episodes, I think. Yeah, and so it, like, it barely even scratched the surface of the book.
1: I just know when Tim Curry as Pennywise came out of the drain, <laughs> my asshole blew kisses yeah. and my feet came up off the floor. I was like, oh, shit, nope. let's change this. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: But watching that now, you're all ah that's pretty that's pretty silly.
1: I don't know. Tim Curry's
0: kinda creepy. <laughs> um
1: But Awesome yeah, so, but creepy.
0: Yeah. Uh that movie that movie definitely has is is definitely something viewed through nostalgic nostalgia goggles. Because I wouldn't recommend you watch it now. Well, it's... Because it would it would, it would would ruin your memory of well, it. Well, <laughs> you're,
1: you're totally giving me the same thing that... Uh, the reason why I won't watch Salem's Lot. Okay. Okay, the original Salem's Lot. Because that movie scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. The original.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't... I don't want to let go of that fear that I had for it because I'm pretty sure if I was to watch it now, I would laugh my ass off. I mean, yeah. like, on how cheesy it is. Yeah, absolutely. But as a kid watching that movie, mm-hmm. holy crap! Yeah, yeah. So it's,
0: it's exactly like the same first. Sort of thing. It's
1: it's like the first. It's like the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, for me, I watched it. It was like 3 a.m. I was doing a sleepover at a friend's house. They were all crashed out. I'm watching The First Nightmare on Elm Street and the scene where he's walking down the hallway with all the lockers and his arms are super big. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the house is settling and everything is, you hear a creak, you're like, oh, God. (laughs) I don't want to lose that. I think Mm -hmm. that that's a good thing to have.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't watch. 1990, it, again.
1: Because you will lose all of that. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so um, disappointing.
0: So, yeah, so that's what, kind of where I'm at with that, with that It movie. Like, it wasn't scary at all. I liked Pennywise. I liked Bill Skarsgård's performance of it. But I just think that it was executed um, wrong.
1: My youngest is constantly doing the Pennywise dance. Yeah so mad that he couldn't find a pennywise costume. <laughs> and that's another that's another him.
0: one when that happens in the movie and he's doing that dance like it's played off as it's supposed to be like weird and scary but it's just comical. In that, you know, he's doing that stupid dance and then they kind of filmed it in a way where his like his head stays in the same place and he's got this very sort of determined look on it. Like he's not. He doesn't look scary. He doesn't look mad. He looks determined. He just looks real determined yeah. to pull this he's dance. Like, I'm gonna eat you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's comical. It's not creepy at all. Well, no. Um, and I've had
1: friends on social media posting pictures of their kids doing the Pennywise dance. <laughs> I posted one of my son doing a Pennywise dance. Yes. Yeah. And it just cracks me up. I'm like, you do realize what he's doing, right? Spoiler alert, eats children! (laughs) And now we see all these videos of children doing the Pennywise dance. (laughs) And it just, I'm like, oh, oh, God. Is this irony?
0: (laughs) Well, and, and, that's, and I think that's one of the main problems with it is that it's like, you know, he's, Stephen King wrote that, you know, like I said, in, in the book, the kids, it takes place, the kids part of it takes place in the 50s, mm. which is a totally different time than right now in the sense of like, the in the 50s, you know, I, 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 I think that... You know, like the idea of a clown is much different than it is now. Like it still had that, like innocence. Like someone would look at a clown and be like, "Oh, he's supposed to be funny. He's from the circus. He's got a flower
1: that's going to squirt me in the face with water." Yeah,
0: yeah. He does jokes. He's going to come piling out of a car. Yeah, and so. Well,
1: hell, you had Bozo the Clown, children's kid show.
0: Yeah, and they loved that shit. And so, the idea of something that is supposed to be innocent and nice being sinister is very, very scary. Yeah. But now is it's like, it's, it's almost completely the opposite. You see a clown and you need it to prove it's nice innocence before you (laughs) would trust it. Because initially you see a clown and you're like, Whoa, Nope, no. (laughs) What is that clown up to? And so I think that's, that's why like the whole Pennywise thing doesn't work anymore because, because everybody just,
1: goes in automatically thinking that it's a sinister entity. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And I think the idea of it is is that in you know in the books in the original story is that the the entity it takes the form of Pennywise to aid it in luring the children in. Yeah. But it's something that nowadays you I mean and, and even just the way they designed him which I like but it's wrong because he looks sinister. He looks wrong. He's not luring fucking anybody in. Well, with that in look.
1: hindsight, I look at like the, you know, the old French clowns stuff mm-hmm. that had like the little cone hats. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a creepy looking thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really have clown phobia whatever it's called. Yeah. But I do have trepidation. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh.
0: Yeah, okay. like you see a clown. It's not mm. like, a, oh, cool, a clown. It's like, what's that clown up to? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was, it was like, I'm not seeing any machetes on him, okay? Right. <laughs> You're sizing up the situation yeah. when you see Old a clown the red nowadays. looks like makeup. That's okay. <laughs> good. Um, we're on that. There's no blood stains on his outfit. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, trickster. Trickster it up. But yeah, you have to set it through so many you know, tests. Yeah. like, nope. Okay. All right. He doesn't smell like fresh flesh um, when he's been eating raw meat all day.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's my issue with it, and I'm not saying don't see it, like because like, it it was entertaining. Yeah. You know, it's you know, wait till it's on Netflix. <laughs> <This> is, yeah, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, just wait till yeah, it's on Netflix. Go see but, Thor. Yes, um, go see the, Thor. and I'll Justice get to, I'll get to that. Like, is people have probably guessed this this episode is probably just going to be a little more pop culture heavy and <laughs>
1: pop culture heavy. You know. um, like to me. My, like, the, the movies that scare me the most are, like, you know, what are deemed as psychological thrillers. Yeah. You know, where there's no supernatural added to it whatsoever. Sure. But, the reason why it scares me so much is because it's human psychopaths. Yeah. And they just freaking well are psychopaths. Yeah. And there are people like that out there in the world right now.
0: Yeah. So it gives it like an air of plausibility. Yeah. That makes it scary.
1: We, you know, we still have an unsolved mass murder on the west side of our town. Right. Where, you know, they found 12 ladies of the night, mm-hmm. you know, buried in a hole. Yeah. You know, and nobody knows who did it. You see things like that. You see things like, um, you know, movies like Seven. Seven to me is still the scariest movie on the freaking planet.
0: Right.
1: Or you see, you know, th- those are the movies that get. To, those are the movies that get to me more than you know, other horror movies is where there's no supernatural element. It's just a person acting out their darkest things. Right. You know, you didn't have to come from an, another world or, you know, right. or interdimensionally. <laughs> it's just Fred down the street. And he's like, Oh, you know what I like to do? Pop the eyes out of people's faces and then fuck their eye socket. Right. Yeah. Those are the ones that scare me. Yeah. The most. Yeah.
0: The true like depravity of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then sort of getting into the next movie that I saw, uh, which is another Stephen King property, I watched the Netflix-made uh, adaptation of Gerald's Game. Okay. And out of all the movies, horror movies that I watched, this was actually the only movie that creeped me out. It actually skews me out pretty good. And on two different levels. On one level, like, I'm not... I grew up on... You know, like we've said, like late 70s, early eighty horror movies. I was really into the slasher movies. I like trauma movies. Our, uh, Evil De- The Evil Dead movies made me want to oh. be a filmmaker. So, like, gore is not something that bothers me.
1: Yeah, When I was growing up, my dad is a huge horror fan. So, we would... Uh, back in the days where there were video stores, and yeah. you went to go rent videos, mm-hmm. we would do what he called um, Bobby's B-movies <laughs> Bombers. Nice. So it would be the crappiest nice. Nice. <laughs> horror movies of all time. Yeah. But well. I was 13 and I got to see Boobs and I was like, hey, all right. <laughs> right. Uh, good stuff. But no, they were absolutely horrific <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> movies. There was one where like computers were just becoming a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I cannot remember the name of it. But the girl who was the star of the show, um, she had a hand puppet friend. Okay. That would like tell her. According to my research, and then it would show like you know it was a Radio Shack Commodore sixty four. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah okay
0: that sounds familiar i can't think of what it is though
1: yeah you kill people with a floating ball but not phantasm right because i remember phantasm with you know this one had the blades the one in the movie i'm talking about was just it was just a ball
0: right a steel ball <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's what the puppet did to kill people right Yeah. You know. No, i saw a lot of really terrible horror movies but that's that's part of the charm of those movies hmm. is that they're so bad that they're good. It's like yeah. kung fu movies from the seventies and early eighties.
0: Yeah, I mean it was just all that schlock that was <laughs> you know, prevalent back then. So but what I'm getting at is this like so I've seen pretty much everything there is to see as far as like gore it happens in movies, and so I don't generally ever get squeamish watching a movie. Um, but I absolutely, I absolutely did in Gerald's game. And like, there was a part where I literally had my hands over my eyes going, no, 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 you don't have to do this. No, 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 no. And like, I just, I couldn't watch and I curled up in a ball. I was like, okay, I just need this scene to be over. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Right Well, I guess I know what I'm going to be watching tomorrow. (laughs) It was like, uh, uh, like it literally made me want to throw up. It was so gross. And then. Like there was sort of this, you know, this through line of creepiness in the movie, and then the payoff is real creepy to me. And okay. Maybe I'll go. I don't like. Maybe I'll go a little bit into spoiler right now, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. So spoilers right now. Skip for a little skip. bit until I'm done talking about <laughs> Gerald's game, if you don't want to know. So, like, I read the book when I was. The spoiler is happening now. I read the book when I was. Uh, teenager, I think when it came out. Yeah, I
1: don't movie. even know this story. So,
0: so the story really is
1: just it boils Did down. You bring to... me a corsage. <laughs> is this is going to be my prom night for Gerald's game. Yeah, I, sh- I deserve a flower. Yeah, um, uh-huh.
0: um, it's, I don't have a flower. No, I okay. go pick one later. Oh, I guess. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's it's a real basic story, but it, it's a good it's a good setup. The idea is is that there's this this. Uh, like this middle-aged couple, they've been together for a while. Their marriage is a little, you know, it's it's lost its luster a bit. They should start swinging. Yeah, well, they're looking. For, they're looking for that sort of whatever. And oh, sweet, am so I writing this story? They're trying, even... Well, they're trying to kind of rekindle <laughs> the passion. The passion in yes. their in their relationship. So uh, they go to. Uh, it's like a vacation house, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And it, it, pretty much what it boils down to is they're just they're like, well, we're just going to have a weekend of kinky sex, and maybe that will rekindle our whole deal. And it's it's the husband. His name's Gerald. It's kind of his idea. The wife is like, she's not really into it, but she wants the marriage to work. So okay. she's like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then so they get there, and I don't, when it came out, I don't know if this was a this was something that they added later because I don't, i'm thinking about the time but in the movie i don't remember the book that well but in the movie he's he like he he takes a shitload of viagra <laughs> <laughs> a shitload <laughs> well like he takes a he takes a couple of pills okay. and um he handcuffs her to the bed and you know and he's he's kind of got this weird kind of rapey fantasy thing going on that she wasn't aware of and so he starts, he's got her chained to the bed, and he starts into this whole, like, role-playing thing. And it starts squeezing her out. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they get into, basically, an argument. And, um, but he's, like, he, he doesn't free her from the bed. Like, she's chained to the bed, basically, being like, let me out. I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. And he kind of is acting a little bit, kind of a baby about it. And they argue, and he never he never lets her go. And then in the movie, they kind of imply that the Viagra that he took gives him a heart attack. And so he dies. He basically just, you know, they're arguing, and he's like, uh, and just falls over and dies. <laughs> so now she's stuck, handcuffed to the bed. She can't get out. His dead body laying on the floor. And so it goes into that, it's, it's very much... For the most part, you know, what they call now, like, a psychological thriller because she's she's stuck there. They're in a remote house. You know, he's set it up so that, like, nobody's going to come around for the next couple of days because the idea was they were just going to be, like, fucking all weekend. Hey, let's, yeah, yeah, let's get her freaking out. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, so she's it's, it's, a lot of it's just sort of in her head, and she's trying to, like, figure out what to do like the bedposts are reinforced so it's not like she can just like break her way out. Like they're legit handcuffs. Um I think he even mentions at one point he's like he's like, "Oh, I didn't get the ones that are like specifically for sex because I feel like, you know, if we get going real good, maybe you'll break out of them." it's real weird Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, all right. <laughs> so they're so real got handcuffs. industrial
1: grade yeah. handcuffs.
0: Yeah. All right. And she's there's nothing nobody's coming you know, she's got no food or water. Even if she did, it's like it's not like she could, you know, get to it. Get to it. Like there is a there is a whole part where he did leave uh, like a glass of water up uh, on a shelf above, and she can kind of get to it. And so it's like a whole sequence of her like getting a little bit of water. But you know, she's thinking about it. she's like, okay, how many, how long can people survive without water? It's only like three days or something. So she's trying to figure that out. And then. <coughs> You know, and a lot of it's just, like, thinking about the things that got her to this point, like her relationships with Gerald and, like, how that, you know, was kind of fed off of, like, you know, of course it's a Stephen King book, and she's a female in a Stephen King story, so she suffered some pervy abuse when she was a kid. And then how that kind of fed into her relationship with with men. And then so she, like, she's hallucinating uh, Gerald still being alive, and he's, she's talking to him. And she's also talking to, like, a version of herself. And so there's a lot of that sort of psychological kind of weird stuff going on. And there's, like, this setup of when they were going to the house, they found this uh, stray dog that was wandering around. And it was, like, eating some roadkill. It was, like, really hungry. And so at one point she, you know, before all of this happened, she, like, tried to feed it. And Gerald kind of scared it away. And they actually left the door open to the house. So the dog gets in, and it starts, like, eating Gerald. (laughs) And so she has to kind of, like, watch that. There's nothing she can do about that. And then, so the other part of it is she's hallucinating this kind of creature. It's a a large man with kind of a a weird face. And she calls him the Moonlight Man because she only sees him at night. And he's just sort of, like, hanging out in the corner. Like, she'll wake up, and then she'll just sort of see him in the corner, and he's really freaky, and she's like... And so she, in her head, she starts thinking about She's like, oh, this is death. Death is coming for me. But she's like, it, it's in my head. It's all in my head, so I just need to, you know... But it's, you know, it's so freaky.
1: She's, she's having that battle between the reality and, right. you know...
0: Yeah, So happy. and and so you don't know either. Like, what's real, what's not? Um, and, the, and so there's a lot of that, like, that sort of tension, that sort of psychological thriller because you don't know what's really going on. And, um, so this is where the real spoilery thing kind of goes in. Uh, so she keeps hallucinating this, the moonlight man or quote unquote hallucinating. And so later, you know, the payoff is, is that so later she gets herself out. Um, she gets saved sort of thing. But then, so down the road, I think it's like a couple months later, she's reading the newspaper and there's a picture of the moonlight man and she's like what the shit so she reads the story and it it turns out that this is an actual guy who was just born with this weird condition that makes him like really large and his face kind of weird mm. and he was like a kind of a, a grave robber serial killer like he he would travel around and he'd like dig up dead bodies he'd like he'd like to you know have sex with and eat dead bodies and stuff, but then he'd also, like, kill people and all this sort of thing, and... Yeah, Stephen King yeah. is not kind of pervy. He, no, he's, he, like, super... He, yeah, he, there's always this weird... Oh no. He, weird sex he, things going yeah, on. Yeah, always. So, she comes to realize that this guy actually did come into the house, and he was actually there when she would see him. But he wasn't so much interested in her because she was alive. And Gerald's already there, dead. So he was doing all this weird shit to Gerald's body. And she's like kind of going in and out of consciousness. And so she's seeing him. But just assuming that it's a figment of her imagination because he looks weird.
1: Oh, because he's, you know, hungry and probably dehydrated. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and chained to a fucking bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so that's sort of the creepy. That's that's where the creepy payoff goes. Is that you're like, oh, the Moonlight Man was real, <laughs> and the shit that was actually going on is like way worse than what she was, quote unquote, hallucinating. <laughs> and she was just sort of there, and that that skeezed me out. I was like, ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: So you know, for any rational person, that <laughs> should skeez you. Out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and then as far as like the visceral, like kind of gore stuff, I'm not going to go into that, but I will say this. I've, si- I've watched a lot of movies. I watch movies all the time. Yes, That's you my do. thing. That's your thing. And for the past year or so, there's this one thing that I've seen in a lot of movies, not just horror movies, action movies, dramas, is hand injuries. And for some reason, that really gets to me. Like, and very specifically, like, slicing in the palm area is a weird trigger for me. Are you trying to tell like. me that
1: we we aren't going to be able to come, blood brothers?
0: Probably not. <laughs> <sighs> well. But, like, okay, so a good example, not a horror movie, and it's not what I'm talking about in Gerald's game. But, so I watched uh, the new King Kong movie, Kong Skull Island. uh uh-huh. And this isn't a spoiler or anything, but it's just very early on in the movie. There's a scene that takes place during I think it's World War II. And this American soldier ends up getting into this fight with a Japanese soldier who has a samurai sword. And they both end up losing their guns, so they're sort of fist fighting for a bit. And then the Japanese guy pulls out the samurai sword and at one point he does, you know, like a big swing at the American soldier and the only thing he can do is he grabs the sword. By the blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those, like, flat palm, like, two hands oh, flat palm. Hand,
1: he, no, it's literally one, blocked, hand one hand just hand?
0: grabs it out of the air. And that made me want to die. <laughs> 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 when I saw it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just, it is just, like, for whatever reason, like, specifically palm hand injuries really bug me. In movies. And then, so, and it, it happens in all kinds of movies, and then the, the characters, they just sort of wrap it up in, like, a shirt or whatever, and then they go off and do other stuff. They go swimming in swamps, or, like, sewers and shit, and I'm like, that's just festering, infected, you've got a slice on your palm, Ugh. like... <laughs> well,
1: not to, not to add to your creeped out uh, level on mm-hmm. it, um, as a former army medic... <laughs> I can tell you this about hands. <laughs> hands are very useful. Yeah. You know, we have opposable thumbs. You mm-hmm. can do all kinds of stuff with it. You know, if you have a creative streak in you, you can you can make things. You know, you can build things. You can do all kinds of things with your hands. Yeah. But for <laughs> as useful as hands are... They are so prone <laughs> to infection when getting, uh, you know, when when getting a slice. Yeah, that, or, that makes sense. Because you, know, you got, still
0: got to do shit.
1: Um, it's like there are strongest. They're probably our strongest appendage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as far as usefulness. Yeah, I'd still say our feet and legs are are more. Uh, you know powerful but is you know, you're not you're not drawing, you know, the next great, you know, comic strip with your feet. Right. So your hands <laughs> are really fucking important. Yeah. So you'd think somewhere along the evolutionary line they would have become more powerful in you know fighting off infection. But if you No, if your hand gets cut relatively deep, get your ass to a fucking hospital immediately (laughs) because they are so prone to infection just because of what you do with it. Just imagine like the last time you, you know, it was a minor cut or something and it was on one of your hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time you flex your hand, that thing's, you know, done. No, if you sustain an injury to your hand, get to the fucking ER <laughs> immediately.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, and I'm sure you probably remember a few years back, you and I, we were co-owners in a bar, mm-hmm. and there was a, t- there was a day where mm-hmm. I cut the shit out of my hand, and... And that was the first thing out
1: of my mouth yeah. to you.
0: I, th- I remember I wrapped it up in a bar towel yeah. and I fucking like, just rushed to the ER where they had to stitch me up. And, yeah.
1: I was like, that was the best thing you could have done <laughs> right there.
0: <laughs> and it was it was awful. And, it, and, and that might be what contributes to my, you know, I get. Because the weird part is, is it, it really just boils down to slicing up The palm, or somewhere near the palm of a hand, that bugs me in a movie. Like I've seen movies where someone gets shot in the palm; doesn't bother me, you know, or like hit with like a hammer in their hand, where it's like all the bones are. Give me the information. Slam. Doesn't bother me at all. Don't even blink. But the second (laughs) someone gets cut with a knife or a sword or any sharp, it's when it's a slice on the palm. I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> like i re- i start regretting every decision in my life that led to that moment where i saw this i don't want to see this anymore and so for some reason hollywood i think realized that chris dylan in albuquerque new mexico does not like hand-slicing stuff is the, literally the only thing that s- skeezes him out so let's put it in every movie made in 2017 2016 fuck (laughs) and like I said I'm not going to get into the Gerald's Game one in particular but that is the worst I've ever seen in my life and I I want someone to like erase my memories (laughs) (laughs) of Gerald's Game even existing (laughs) holy shit so yeah well on a lighter note (laughs) One of the other
1: things that happened to me in the last two weeks was um, our traveling friend.
0: Spoilers over, by the way. (laughs) You can listen again. You can listen
1: again. (laughs) So, one of the things that happened to me over the last two weeks is our traveling friend, Mm -hmm. Edward, Uh, slash Carlos, Yes. Yes, slash... Whatever the hell he's going by on the streets, our traveling friend. And just so you all know, when we say traveling friend, it's because we were at a at a gas station mm-hmm. that has a very high junkie populace, mm-hmm. homeless. Anyhow, so our traveling friend gets scooped up in one of the raids that APD has been doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: lately. Which, I gotta say, they've been doing a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. It only took the whole city almost turning on them yeah. <laughs> to do something about it, but they're doing something about it, so cool.
1: So he got scooped up, gets out after like two weeks, he's like, I was locked up for 58 days. No, no you weren't. I saw you a fortnight ago, sir. (laughs) You you weren't gone that long. You were gone long enough for people to be worried. Yeah, and he's a sweet kid, right? He is. And we've Um, had
0: that situation before, where we, because I used to work at the same place with you, and we would see him, and then he'd disappear for a couple of weeks, and we'd all be like, "Is he dead or what's going on?"
1: Yeah, we'd actually have concern for him. Sure, he's He's a a sweet kid. kid. Just, he's got a problem.
0: He's just got real, he's got a real issue with decisions.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow. So, he gets back and he's like, look at my hands. Do you see all this stuff coming out of my hands? I'm like, I don't see anything coming out of your hands. He's like, okay. A couple days go by. He's like, can I get some latex gloves? I was like, "I can get you some gloves." Just, yeah, you know. So we have like those food handler gloves, you know, yeah. the clear ones. Mm-hmm. Give him a pair of that, and he has his own hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And so he puts the gloves on, puts the hand sanitizer in there, and then he comes to me weeping. Look what's happening to my hands. There are worms crawling out of his skin.
0: What? Yes. Legit? Legit. Oh my God.
1: I was like, you know me and you know my biggest fear, like the biggest thing I'm scared of are maggots. Yeah. Uh. But seriously, they were like really long and skinny and white oh and they're just crawling all over his hand that are in these gloves I was like oh. I'm trying to stay calm for his sake
0: yeah yeah
1: and I'm like you need to get down to the clinic immediately cause he's yeah. like what do I do what do I do I was like get your ass to the fucking clinic oh, <coughs> worms crawling out of your skin oh is God. not a normal thing. Yeah,
0: no. It was it was uh, I would have like <laughs> I'm glad you got to that point because I think I would have just vanished in a blinding light <laughs> of pure disgust. I was like, "Oh fuck. I was like, don't come
1: near me." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Thank God it was you know, it was all fucking You know, kept in the the fucking gloves, but oh Oh, my god. Oh my god, it was so horrifying. So fucking horrifying. Dude. I can't even tell you how horrifying that was. I'm getting skeeved out right now.
0: I didn't see (laughs) it, and I'm getting
1: skeeved out. (laughs) Uh, So, did you get him an ambulance or something? No, he just like bolted, so hopefully he went down to the clinic. I hadn't seen him since. Oh man. Yeah, maybe they quarantined him or something, but yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
1: Just yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, oh oh god. Oh god.
0: That's the kind and, of shit. That of... happened
1: early in the night on my shift. All oh, I wanted wow. it, it that was like at like eleven thirty. I still had like six hours oh, to go.
0: My gosh. That's like some shit that only happens in, like, really good D&D campaigns. <laughs> you got worm hands?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a spell for that. Don't worry about it. Uh,
0: uh. <laughs>
1: no, it was fucking... uh It was fucking horrifying. Oh, my gosh. And I felt like an... I felt that like, one, I'm skeeved out, right? Yep. The second thing is, is that I feel like an asshole because the last two nights where he's like... Do you see all these bugs in my hand? I'm like, no, I don't see anything. And then that showed up.
0: I was like, oh! Oh, dude. I would just be trying to figure out how I'd be able to cut off my second hand (laughs) because my first hand is already cut off. No, no. So...
1: Even though we've been doing a heavy pop culture thing, there's your spooky, there's some spooky. right there. Uh, that, and that shit was real, <laughs> <laughs> verifiable by me. Ugh.
0: That's just wow. Okay. All right.
1: I guess we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> it on a high note with all of your assholes puckering <laughs> <laughs> of worms crawling out of a person's hands but man we've
0: been going for a long time <laughs> yeah we have so maybe we should wrap this up some of it's probably, probably gonna we end up in our patreon only episode some of it will probably get cut put into there which is a good segue to say it if you go to patreon.com slash the spooky podcast <laughs> You can help support the show if you're liking what you hear. I know there wasn't a whole lot of spooky going on this episode. This is the pop culture episode. This is pop culture episode. There was some spooky in it. Fucking worms coming bit. out of hands. Worms coming out oh, of hands, uh, baby. It's all spooky <laughs> I need this week. Thanks. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to Patreon and you can support us there. That would be wonderful if you did that. Also, connect with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Spooky Podcast. You can uh, talk to us there and all that sort of thing. And that's about And
1: when you're on Facebook, go ahead and do a search for The Bad Philosopher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Android Vision, Android Vision. And go check them out. Give them some
0: love too. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Some Mexico. Some New Mexico love. People making cool shit.
1: We can so, do that here. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Our chili don't make you cold. It makes you hot. But we got some cool stuff, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's our episode. We'll be back next week with some more spooky. The Spooky Podcast. My name is Chris L. Dillon. And I am Shane K. Whitty. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.